This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Oh, there is a, a lot to unpack here, obviously, as the situation very fluid continues to unfold and hopefully not unravel uh, as we're addressing this at all levels, it seems, uh, in the best ways possible and uh, expediting things like, uh, well, in fact, there was a, an emergency sitting of the legislature earlier today. They passed two pieces of legislation to protect the jobs of employees who self-isolate or quarantine and to help keep store shelves stocked and give municipal councils the flexibility to continue operations while maintaining social distance. Let's find out specifically what these pieces of legislation are all about. Joining us on the line is the Minister of Municipal Affairs and Housing, Steve Clark. Minister Clark, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Glad to be back on the show. I really appreciate this opportunity. Well, uh, let me then give you just a free reign here to tell us specifically uh, what these two pieces of legislation are meant to address. Well, at this unprecedented action by uh, the legislature today, the, the two bills you mentioned were passed. The first uh, Minister McNaughton uh, passed the Employment Standards Amendment Act, uh, which uh, made a number of measures retroactive to January 25th, which was the, the day the first case of COVID-19 was confirmed. Um, essentially, it allows workers in uh, in isolation or quarantine, but also the, the most important section would uh, include workers who uh, uh, provide care to people for uh, a reason related to COVID-19, people in school, daycare. The legislation makes it very clear that workers would not be required to provide a medical note if they have to take leave from work. A uh, very good uh, protecting jobs bill that uh, received all party support today. And then my bill, the Municipal Emergency Act 2020, which basically dealt with two things you mentioned, uh, uh, allowing councils uh, to um, have the ability to conduct a, a council or a local board or a committee meeting electronically uh, during this time of emergency. It basically empowers municipalities to respond very quickly when in-person council meetings can't be held. Uh, and then the 24-7 deliveries. I think it's a, it's something that uh, we're committed to as a government uh, to ensure that uh, businesses can deliver goods where and when they need them without the restrictions of a municipal noise bylaw. Uh, we need to get our uh, supply chain operating quickly during the crisis for things like food and medication and essential household items. So, And, and in fact, on, on this latter piece, some municipalities like the City of Toronto uh, have already responded to this challenge and have temporary, temporarily changed their noise bylaws to support these circumstances. This now uh, takes the changes across the province to ensure that every municipality across Ontario can uh, can deal uh, with goods and services on a timely basis. All right. So the operative word there is temporary or uh, in the case of the act itself, the Municipal Emergency Act. So these are all uh, extreme measures right now for the time being, as we understand it, right? Well, yeah, there's a, you know, this is a time of, uh, of uncertainty. And the last thing uh, that employees should have to worry about is job security on, uh, on Minister McNaughton's bill and on, and on my bill. You know, if there is an, uh, an exceptional service, a circumstance where a council can't meet in person with a quorum, we wanted to make sure that they can respond rapidly. Obviously, they can also delegate certain authorities to, uh, to staff. But, but on the supply chain side, I think, you know, our, the changes that uh, were passed today are going to really ensure that uh, shelves can be stocked with 
uh, necessary food and medication. So they were critical uh, to our business community that uh, that we respond with the with the 24/7 deliveries. It's something that you know we did uh, on a pilot project or the previous government on the pilot project during the Pan Am Games. But there have been times in the past where individual councils have done it. I think we have to have a consistent approach across Ontario's 444 municipalities. And this uh, bill that was passed uh, a short time ago in the legislature unanimously gives people um, that uh, that opportunity. Minister, you uh, did use the word quorum. I guess you had a quorum in the legislature, only 26 members actually, but you say unanimously voted. Uh, what is a quorum to pass legislation, by the way? Because, I mean, that's a short number. Yeah, no, it is a short number, and, and I think most people have questioned the federal government when they quote a number in their 20s. Um, you know, we, we have to, as a government, uh, hold quorum. Uh, so I think we have to have a minimum of 11 members uh, in the House. Um, and then the opposition normally carries a minimum of five. So, you know, this was, uh, you know, because uh, of the extraordinary circumstance, we have to practice social distancing uh, to prevent the spread of COVID-19. This is a first in Ontario that uh, you had that few um, amount of MPPs in the chamber to pass two very, very important bills. But these are, um, you know, extraordinary circumstances. And I have to say, I want to thank all of the opposition, uh, all of the members of the legislature for this collegial work that we've been able to do uh, at our level and also at the federal level. I was on a call earlier today with uh, Minister Hussein federally with my colleague uh, Todd Smith, the Minister of Children, Community and Social Services. And I was on a call yesterday with Minister Jones and, uh, and Federal Minister Bill Blair. There's a tremendous sense among the three levels of government that we need to all pull together uh, in this extraordinary time to uh, to work on behalf of our uh, communities. And uh, I, I can't say enough about the cooperation that we've seen uh, at all levels of government. Again, with Steve Clark, the Minister of Municipal Affairs and Housing. Let me just back up and ask, because the Employment Standards Amendment Act that was passed, one of the two this, this morning in this extraordinary session, uh, says it's providing job protective leave for employees who are in isolation or quarantine due to, due to COVID-19 or those who need to be away from work to care for children because of school or daycare, or daycare closure. How is that any different from what was announced yesterday by Minister Morneau and the Prime Minister? Well, you know, Minister McNaughton uh, at a uh, press conference with the Premier some time ago indicated that we needed to uh, to amend uh, the Employment Standards Act. So this was a necessary um, bill to to make sure that there wasn't uh, any uncertainty out there. People need to be able to follow the advice of, of medical health professions professionals, and if they need to stay at home to self isolate or care with the with their loved ones, they they shouldn't be fired. Um, and, and we needed to table this bill to ensure that people have the right to make those type of decisions. Um, and they need to have the comfort that uh, the government of Ontario has their back. So it's it's a very important thing. The federal government, uh, as Mr. Minister Morneau said yesterday, they're focusing on providing income support. The province is focusing on protecting jobs. And, you know, I want to applaud Minister Morneau for those income support um, programs that were announced yesterday for workers and parents uh, including those that aren't eligible for EI. So I think, again, this is uh, an extraordinary circumstance that we're faced with the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, and it requires uh, all parties and, and all levels of government to uh, to work together. All right. Just so I'm clear on that last point. So this is all about protecting jobs, job security, uh, so people can't be fired. It's retroactive to January 25th. 
That's the date the first presumptive COVID-19 case confirmed in Ontario. No doctor's note is necessary, no attestation. That's right. Uh, uh, or you're going to, it's just a personal attestation. So in other words, uh, but there's not a subsidy involved. That's the feds who promised that yesterday. Yeah, and, and obviously we're we're meeting uh, with our counterparts. I mentioned earlier that we had a good discussion with uh, Minister Hussein today and, uh, and Minister Smith, uh, my colleague in the legislature. We are working together and we want to make sure that we complement each other, Minister Hussein, they made an announcement about uh, about housing dollars, and we want to ensure that we complement um, the, the federal dollars that are in the system to ensure that local communities have those resources on the ground. And we have to be nimble, and we, we have to be collaborative. And I think that's uh, that's something that we're seeing on the ground um, with our, uh, our local municipal officials. So um, everybody's working together. All right. All hands on deck and rowing together. It's kind of like the Argos, you know, everybody <laughs> row together. Uh, Minister Clark, appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks. All the best. All the best to you going forward. The Minister of Municipal Affairs and Housing. In a moment, we'll be joined by Peter Kent. He's the MP for Thornhill and the Shadow Minister for Immigration, Refugee and Citizenship in the Conservative Party of Canada. There's some questions surrounding what is essential, what is non-essential when it comes to crossing that border into the States or vice versa. And that takes effect, the ban on that travel. As of Friday night, we're told, into Saturday morning. So 12.01 Saturday, I guess, technically. Uh, we'll get the deets from Peter Kent in just a moment here on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to The John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.